You are now listening to the Success Podcast Network. All right. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to a brand new episode. You already know it. Success, it is what it is right here on the Success Podcast Network. Welcome to an episode that is going to be one of many. And the reason why it's going to be one of many is because I've decided to commit to a goal, a podcasting marathon goal of recording two episodes a day. Um, All during this Thanksgiving break, today being Monday, so putting out two episodes today, publishing these episodes and putting them out there for the world to hear. I'm very, very excited about this, and the reason why I decided to commit to this goal is because simply for the fact of that I have set a huge, huge expectation for me that ever since I started this podcast, it has grown in such a way, it's grown in baby steps. It's grown in such a way where it started off for one reason, and it was just for my own self-talk. As I've mentioned before many, many times in all my other uh, other episodes, excuse me, and now it's to the point where I have really, um, I've really decided to take a huge dive into this whole podcasting pool. And knowing what is out there in the world, knowing how many, many other podcasters are doing their thing and how many, many other podcasters are going next level. And that's exactly what I've wanted to do. And if you've heard any of my other episodes, my solo ones, especially very, very big on going next level. I believe that through the work, through the research, through the time of sitting down and writing, writing has taken a new turn for me. I'm going to give credit to my favorite television series and my favorite fictional um, writer, <laughs> my favorite fictional, or I should say my favorite uh, favorite TV series. Californication and my favorite fictional writer, Mr. Hank Moody. If you've ever seen that show, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't seen that show, uh, brace yourself. It's an old one from 2007, but it's an, it's a fantastic series. Um, and you have to just be ready for it. Um, if you're not ready for it, I get it. But anyway, going back to what I'm saying, the writing and and this character is a writer and is is um, really trying to do something with with himself and writing is a big deal. After watching this series again, I said to myself, you know, this is the thing. Life, life gives you a lot to write about. And so I decided to take my my thoughts and ideas and, and instead of just holding up in my head and saying, I'm just going to sit in front of the microphone and let him go. I started spilling them out on paper, spilling out the thoughts, the ideas, the moments, the opinions, the, the rage, the anger, the sadness that happened, everything that I was experiencing in my emotions, I wrote it down. 
which is bringing me to today, which is bringing me to these goals, or I should say, first of all, this goal of creating for myself a podcasting marathon, two episodes per day, going from the lag of, you know, one episode a month. It's a method of trying new things. And I think that's the biggest part of it. And so for today, uh, this is one of what is going to be, like I said, um, two episodes per day. And I'm very excited to make this happen. So as always, thank you for pressing play and thank you for joining me. The love and the support that all of you have shown uh, tremendous, tremendous uh, getting new followers every day, getting uh, new people that have been interested in the podcast, um, you know, just mentioning it. And I've had people, new people say, oh, well, let me know where it is. Let me know where I can find it. Um, sending off the link. And, you know, it's crazy because every time somebody says, well, I want to check it out, it it almost embarrasses me. I get, I get, I blush a little bit. Um, it, it's, it's very humbling and it makes me very happy. And I appreciate that very, very much. So just through that, it drives me to deliver better content. And it's one of those things where you have to tell yourself, you know, really, what are you trying to deliver to make this person in their ears What's it going to do to take them next level? And next level is my thing. I, I, I really want that for myself. And I want to be able to deliver a message for others that will take them next level also. So let's dive into this episode that is called Knowing My Friend of Misery. Now, the title, yes, we're going into Thanksgiving weekend, but let's talk about our friend of misery. But I've been wanting to do this episode for a very, very long time because this is the real reason why this podcast got started. So let me dive into it. My Friend of Misery is actually a song. It's actually a song by one of the greatest bands that I've ever um, got to listen to, uh, uh, just a little small heavy metal band called Metallica. And My Friend of Misery is a song that is off of the Black Album. And if you've ever heard that song, it starts off with the most beautiful. Again, the word beautiful. I love that word so much. Um, it starts off with the most beautiful bass line on the bass guitar ever. In my, in my opinion, this is just in my opinion. To me, uh, it, it's a, a beautiful bass line being played by the great Jason Newstead, who used to be the former bassist of Metallica. And what drew me into this song many years ago in 1991, I believe, 1991, that when this album was released, I'm a big fan of the bass guitar. So listening to this at the time, which was the cassette, I just dated myself which was the cassette. And I heard this bass line and I used to, I used to say to myself, I have to learn how to play that. However, at the time I didn't have a bass guitar. I had no idea where to start on a bass guitar. I was just a kid. I was, you know, I believe I was a sophomore in high school, just dating myself already. Let's just make it happen. And I, I fell in love with that song. Now, when you listen to it, it has kind of a, kind of a dark sound to it 
the the lyrics i never really paid attention to it but it just had a dark sound it had a dark feeling you could tell that there was something there that said i'm i'm screaming for some kind of help i'm screaming for someone to listen to me and that's the feeling that i got for that song and again through all these years through all these years i've always been a huge fan of metallica seen them twice um great little side note i appeared on their uh on their website i actually had the opportunity to be security for metallica way back when in lubbock texas and i showed up on their website i have picture proof of it of myself being there uh standing in front of the stage with uh, james hetfield right above me and they always say if you don't have a picture there's if there's not proof then it's not real i have the picture of where i appeared above or excuse me i appeared on their website in the archives from lubbock texas which is really really cool but Got to see them twice in concert in Lubbock, Texas. Fantastic show every single time. But this song, My Friend of Misery, has always resonated with me. And especially as I got older um, in my years and going through life's experiences, um, as I listened to this song more and more and actually finally having the opportunity to score my bass guitar, finally having the opportunity to sit down and learn how to play the bass riff that is in uh, in that song at the beginning of the song finally learning how to play it um, was something very very moving for me now what happened was is that it was the anniversary of the black album and they put it back out this was maybe a couple about a year ago and as I was falling kind of down the rabbit hole of this album, this song came to light. I think it was maybe a couple of years ago, 2021. Yeah, yeah, it was last year. And I was going through, I was going through a pretty dark time in my life and really trying to step into a point of clarity for myself but not really knowing how. And I actually started uh, a program with uh, some, I will use the term life coaches because that is who they are. And it was a program called um, Project This Is Me uh, or Immersion 84, which was, um, I really the project was this is me like trying to find out who i was immersion 84 84 days of completely immersing immersing myself into uh who i <coughs> excuse me <coughs> excuse me i'm so sorry immersing myself into who i am and finding out really exactly what was making me tick at the point exactly what was making me be who I was, putting myself in the position that I was in, my mental state at the time. Now, during this, um, during this process, in speaking with these life coaches of mine, and I'll go into that into another episode because uh, there's some other people that I want to bring on who 
uh, were part of that project and they are who I consider family now and just the most beautiful people. And, and I'll do that in another episode. But during a conversation with these life coaches, um, there was a point where I was trying to talk about what I wanted to do. And I remember saying, I just want to help others. I want to save the world. And I want to do all these big things. And this gentleman told me, he said, you're, you're trying to save the world, but yet you haven't saved yourself yet. You know, he said, you're wrapped up in everything that is deep inside of you. And you're trying to take all the hurt and pain that's inside of you, but you're trying to save the world and everybody else's hurt. You haven't even saved yourself yet. And hearing that, I mean, it, it, it set me, it sent me into another place. Hearing that, putting, you know, putting it that way to me, sent me into another place of thought. And I was like, how do you, how do you want to save the world when you're not even close to saving yourself? You haven't taken care of yourself. So this really took me into a, not a spiral, not a descent, but it really pushed me down. And that's, that's the thing that, well, you know, it wasn't a negative thing, but it really pushed me down to say, you got to start from the bottom again and you got to work your way up. This was my thought process. I was trying to stay on top of everything and really keep what was bothering me keeping the thing that was holding me down. I thought if I stood on top of it and held it down, then it won't come out and I don't have to deal with it. When the reality of it was I needed to get underneath all these problems and these issues that were really holding me down and pushing them out, getting rid of them. And when I sit here and I talk about where the podcast has come from. When I first tell my story about the podcast, it's because the plain and simple fact of it is there are two people that I used to, I'm not going to use the word idolize, but I admired. And it was actually the, all the bass players from Metallica. This is where my love of the bass guitar came from because I used to sit there and I grew up on Metallica and I used to watch these there's three gentlemen that were bass players from Metallica that I recognize. Uh, Cliff Burton, Jason Newstead, and Robert Trujillo. And these guys, I watched them on the bass and I said, you know what? They were beginners at one point. And look where they are now. And I used to say to myself, I want to know how they did this. This is where it really all got started is because I wanted to know the successes of other people. I wanted to know how you got to this point where you started from and what you had to do to get to here. You know, so it was like, I was just saying, Hey, give me your, your story of all the work you did in learning how to play the bass guitar. I want to know all the struggles. I want to know everything you went through. The fact of the matter is, is from that point until now, it's taking a whole new different turn because the internal process that we are going through is really who makes us who we are. If those gentlemen had said, I'm just going to pick this thing up 
this four five string instrument and just kind of thumb around on it and not really make it a big deal. What else would they have been working on that would have taken them to their success? What other priority would they have focused on to get them to where they would have never joined or been a part of the biggest metal band in all of the world? Um, and that's the thing is now in the admiration of this, but now it's turning into a more of a deeper level because as I have transitioned from where I started then to now trying to discover exactly who I am and where I'm going. And I do believe that all of us are going through that process as we grow older as we experience life, as we go through these struggles and challenges and, you know, good times as well, how do they change us as people and where does it take us to where we're going next? So again, during this process, finding out that I was trying to save the world and and then I heard it, I heard it in the song of my friend of misery. And it was as if it was just kind of coming full circle because I listened, I was listening to the baseline again, but then the lyrics, the lyrics really hit me. And, you know, just as the song starts out, you know, the first, the first lyric, you just stood there screaming, fearing that no one was listening to you. They say the empty can rattles the most and the sound of your own voice must suit you. Um, hearing only what you want to hear and knowing only what you've heard. Uh, you, you're smothered in tragedy and now you're off to save the world. That first set of lyrics punched me in the face and in the throat as hard as I've ever felt um, in a non-physical way. Because that was me. That was me. So my friend of misery was was me and i knew i knew that as soon as i heard that i knew i didn't want to be there anymore i knew that i didn't want to feel that now i'm gonna say that this was um this was back a year ago and what i didn't know was that as time was going to progress on what my life was at that point, I didn't know that it was going to change on me in such a very drastic way and that I was going to go through something that was going to change my life for the rest of my life. And I didn't know that I was going to go through something that was going to change me so drastically. And so it was going to be such a powerful thing that I was going to feel and experience and go through. And I only tell this story is because who else out there is going through this big struggle, this big change. And, you know, for me, it still continues. There's, there's remnants, there's, there's, you know, still things that are going on that, you know, as something occurs, you have to deal with and you have to work through and you have to process and you have to continue on and you have to rebuild. And so, you know, this lyric, this lyric is just something that um, 
it really took on another another feeling for me. I wanted to help others. I wanted to help others through my podcast, but yet I had not taken care of me. I had not taken care of me. I had not done the things that I needed to do within myself to say, you know, you are hurting because of this. You are you are going through this this pain, this this sense of unknown, this sense of just, you're just wandering right now. What's going on with you? There's a lot of things that I had to go through and it goes all the way back to my childhood, you know? And so again, when I talk about success, it is what it is. While I was trying to seek out others and I said, I want to know how you did this. I want to know how you did that. What I've discovered, my friends, is now I was putting myself in the hot seat. I have put myself in the hot seat because now I'm asking myself, Robert, how did you get from here to here? What did you do to get to this level of success? I've had many people say, wow, you're doing this. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm so sorry. And I want to edit all that out, but this is real right now. Um, I lost my voice about a week ago. This is where I am and this is, it's going to get better. But anyway, here we go. I want to say, or I've had people ask me and say to me, you know, you've, you've got, you've had a great career in education. You've had, you've been doing this for so long. You know what you're doing. You can talk about it. You know how to work with kids. I've had my ups and downs, Uh, Great, great moments and terrible, terrible moments in education. Um, You know, 16 years now of doing this now, uh, going on three years, no, four years of the podcast. Um, And, you know, a lot of people say, how do you, how are you doing this? How did you get to this point? How did you get started? And it's one of, now I'm in the hot seat. Now I'm the one that saying I started here and I got to this level of success and this is where I'm going because every other person that I've spoken to about this has said, this is where I started. This is where I am now. And this is where I'm going. So it is a very, very big deal. It's a very, very big deal to say that now I'm in the hot seat and I have to answer that question. This song, my friend of misery is one that I will always continue to listen to because these lyrics meant so much to me. And if you get a chance, it's My Friend of Misery by Metallica, the Black Album. Go check it out if, if you've never heard it before. But, you know, the course of this thing, um, misery, you insist that the weight of the world should be on your shoulders. That's what I always used to think is that, you know what, I'm going to help others out that are just struggling and are hurting. And I'm going to help them out as much as I can. So give me all your pain. Give me all your hurt. And let me help you out. And I did this. I did this with people. And I did this with people that were close to me. And with people that were in that I was seriously involved with. And the next part is misery. There's much more to life than what you see. My friend of misery knowing that these people that were hurting, you know, I'm like, there's so much more, like, give me what you're hurting with. Let me help you. Let me take this on for you. 
not really seeing that I was doing the same thing, that I was covering my pain with other people's pain. I was covering my worries and concerns with other people's worries and concerns. And it felt like I was just sad all the time. And it felt like I was, as they say, down in the dumps all the time. And I was worried and I was concerned and I was I was struggling because I was taking on other people's worries and concerns so I wouldn't really have to face mine. I wouldn't really have to look at myself and say, man, you're going through something right now. And I was. And I was. And it it took something very large to actually sit back and say, wow, look at what just occurred. And it allowed me to say, wow, Robert matters. Robert is somebody important and is full of value and worth. What can Robert do now? And again, you know, these lyrics just really, really delivered something to me that I had never that I had that I had seen, but I had not really sat down to look at. And this next this next verse is these times are sent to try men's souls, but something's wrong with all you see. You, you'll take it all on yourself. Remember, misery loves company. <sighs> time, a time was sent to try my soul, exactly like the song says. It was, it was sent to try my soul, but when it says that something was wrong with all you see, that's exactly what I saw. For so long, it was, I saw the wrong and everything, everything that's happening, this is, why is this happening? Why, you know what? I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that is going through something. But, you know, it was like, why me? Why me? And, and I took it, just like the lyric says, you take it all on yourself. I took it all. I took it all on myself. I took everything that was occurring, everything that was happening, and I took it all on myself to say, you know, I, either I, I said this was my fault or I caused this or, you know, it's because of me. All these almost like, I, I'm going to call them self-pity now because it's what I felt for myself. But the thing about it is, is what I couldn't see is what was going to come out on the other side. And if, you know, if you've made it up to this point of hearing what this episode is about, I'm trying to use, I'm not trying, I am. I am using myself as this example because as we're going into Thanksgiving and, you know, looking at everything that we are grateful for, Everything that, that we've gone through in our lives and everything that we've gone through in our world to say, you know what, I'm grateful for all this and I'm giving thanks to everything that has happened because it's made me and this is the way I'm looking at it. This is what it has shaped me into. This is what it has brought me to be. You know, and, and I use myself as an example because I want others to be able to say, I'm going through this process of a you know, struggle, maybe 2022 wasn't exactly what you thought it was going to be. 
I'll be the first one. I, this is not exactly what I thought 2022 was going to be. I remember New Year's, I guess what was day at 12 o'clock p.m. I know exactly where I was. I know exactly what I was doing. I knew exactly who I was with. I remember it like it was yesterday. And I remember saying to myself, 2022 is going to be the best year ever. And what I've learned is I am no longer going to say that this year, upcoming year or whatever is going to be the best year ever. I will no longer speak those words ever again. And the simple fact of it is, is because to say that another year is going to be the best one ever. This one, um, I'm just going to say for, you know, super on the surface level, I should say, it was not the best year ever. This was a pretty tragic year for me. Um, I have had to experience something that I never want anyone to experience and I never want to go through again. And I'm not going to go into detail. I've already spoken about it too many times. This year has been very difficult, but was it a good year so far? When you look at it on the service level, yes. Yes, because it's caused a shift in change. It's caused a shift in mindset change, and it's something that was very, very needed. When you think about it, a change that was very, very much needed. You know, there's a there's a quote that I read. I have no idea who said it. I've seen it kind of all over the place. And that quote reads, I truly believe that every single person has to go through something that absolutely destroys them so they can figure out who they really are. Every person has to go through something that absolutely destroys them so they can figure out who they really are. I, I bring that up and I, and I use that as a launching point into where I am now because who would ever think that you would have to be absolutely destroyed to figure out who you are. I never ever thought that I would have to go through being absolutely destroyed to know exactly who I am. My friend of misery, my friend of misery, knowing that I walked with that friend for so long like the song says you just stood there screaming fearing no one was listening to you and i and i say that because that's how i felt for so long again hence here i am speaking into this microphone and i'm gonna send this out to the world i don't even know i have no idea who is going to listen to this but when I would sit there in my own personal space and I would remember how I felt and I just wanted to talk to someone 
and I wanted to get it out. And I didn't know how for the fact of that. I just felt that no one was going to listen to me. And, you know, and during my research and everything like this, and I saw this also is that somebody said November was men's mental health awareness month. It seems like the month of November is for the men, I guess, um, you know, no shave November and, um, um, all that good stuff. And I guess I am, this is what I'm doing is I'm speaking up, uh, for the men and please, please do not think that I'm taking anything away from all you wonderful, beautiful ladies. I'm not, I'm speaking up for the men to say, do not be afraid to speak about what you need to. For so long, we were taught to, you can't cry, you can't be upset, you have to show how tough you are, and if something's bothering you, you take it and you push it down. You don't express exactly how you feel, because then you show weakness, and you show that, you know, you can't control a situation, and you can't, you know, be that man. And you know, the worst part about it is, whenever you're trying to take care of a situation, And I think the worst feeling ever is when someone looks at you because you are just trying to love and you are trying to provide and you are trying to take care of a a person, a significant other or your family or whatever the case is. And as a man to not be able to be recognized for that. Um, maybe to be told, I don't want you anymore because of this, or, you know, this happens. That's the difficult part sometimes. And we get hit pretty hard in our head. And again, we're expected, I should say mentally, and we're expected to figure it out in the, in the strong way. While that makes sense to me right now, as I said that, maybe it doesn't make sense to anybody else, but, you know, it's this it's words like this song that really have read. I mean, this song from the 1990s, just 1991, it's still here. And the words are so powerful because to me, as I take it, this friend of misery is something that is hidden and it is deep inside of you and you just want to let it out. And in this time of how this world is changing and in this time of how Everybody's handling everything. And who would have thought that, you know, a little word of the pandemic would have changed people in so many ways. I saw people change in ways that I just, I was like, really? Like, really? It was just the the, the craziest thing for me to, not to fathom, but it was a, the craziest thing for me to see how much it changed people into, in, in, in the way that we are and in the way that we do things. and. Again, this this mental health awareness is something that I've been talking about for a while because going through a process of figuring out what my mental health was is something that has really opened my eyes. And I will never, ever judge someone that is going through something in regards of their mental health. And for those that are I just encourage you reach out to someone. Don't be afraid to ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it. We're all going through something. I, you know, for every person that has come to me 
and has tried to speak to me and has asked me for advice. I try to encourage and I try to, you know, just show love and motivate and try to help as much as I can because I've had people that were there for me and I've had people who showed me that love and encouraged me for those that I know are going through something and I'm not able to speak to you. I'm not able to sit in front of you for whatever reason, but I know you and I know you're going through something. Just go reach out. You know, there's a lot of people that I know that are going through something, especially the holidays are coming up and it gets a little bit more difficult, but I know there's people out there that are going through something right now, something that is not them, something that is not who I know that they are, who I know that is not the thing that they're just not the person that they are. Um, they've gone against their own morals and standards and just, it, it's just kind of mind boggling to me. And, you know, just the song of you're trying to save the world. And I do, I, I want to save the world because, you know, the, the world is changing so much and hard times are the things that to me, it's like, I've been through enough. I don't want any more and I don't want anybody else to go through them as well. How do you do that? And as I've been told before, you can't save the world. And maybe I can't, but you know what? If I can help one person, then I've done my job. And that's really what it is about for me. Um, in my daily life, in my career in education, running this podcast and trying to deliver something that is powerful that will reach someone and have them say, you know what? I can do this. I can change this. There's certain people that are in my life that were a part of my life that I wish I could reach out to them. I wish that they would, um, I wish I could sit down with them again. I wish that, I just wish we could sit down and let it all come out. And just really have those conversations that need to be had. Life is something strange. And sometimes it's those that you love the most that, you know, you, you lose along the way. And I only say that because it's happened to me. And I wish I could sit down with these people again. And I know that I might not ever get to sit down with these people again. There's some that I know I never will get to sit down with again and really try to help out as much as I can. I've had people help me. I've, you know, I went through such a traumatic time and I had people step up to keep me away from my friend of misery. I had a support system that helped me keep me away from my friend of misery. Such a beautiful yet dark dark song and it's just there to really open your eyes up to that 
to that friend of misery that's right there with you, that holds on to the things that are keeping you back. And again, if I'm wrong, I'm not here trying to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm not trying to offend anyone. But just when I look at this overall picture, my friend of misery is almost like a a character out of, I guess I would say for me, a character out of a, a horror movie. Because that friend is is holding on to everything that I don't want to experience anymore. And it's there and it's just like next to me showing me, hey, this is what you have. This is what you have to deal with. And while I get it, there's things you have to deal with in life. It's not what you want to keep holding down. You don't want or holding you down. You want to get rid of whatever it is. And I know what I had to get rid of. And it's an everyday process. And so, my friends, as I close out this first episode in this Thanksgiving marathon, what I want to say to you is, number one, if you've never heard this song by Metallica, my friend of misery off the Black Album, uh, go to your favorite streaming service, of course, check out Spotify, number one. Type in Metallica and you'll see, um, just type in my friend of misery. It'll pull up that song. Um, and check it out. Check out the lyrics. See exactly what I'm talking about. But then also take the time to figure out what is your friend of misery. What is that thing, that thing that is holding you back from becoming the new you? What is the thing that you need to close the door on that is going to say, I've closed this door and I'm going to look down the hallway and there's a bunch more doors that I need to open. Because if you cannot close that door, then you don't know what's on the other side of the new one. You don't know that your greatest blessing might be on the other side of that door that you've not yet opened up yet. Because you won't close this one. And I will... I'm going to quote my favorite fictional writer, Mr. Hank Moody, who in an episode um, was talking about a previous episode that was really, really bad for him. And he went through some very, very hard times. And in the new season, in the new episode in which he's talking about his hard times and what he experienced and how much he hurt. And he said, when you learn to let things go, then good things start to happen. You're able to see the good things that are coming your way. And that quote sticks with me because for me, in the most times that I didn't want to, and there was no way that I could see how I could do it, I know that I have to let things go and close the door so I can open the new one to the blessings that are right there in front of me. While I know my friend of misery exists, I know that I control it and I can control it and I can handle it. So I appreciate my friend of misery, but it does not control my life. And I hope that all of you, all of you will find 
whatever it is out there and get a get a grasp on it so that way you may be able to see who the new you is or you may be able to see what's ahead of you try to close that door because i promise you there's another part of you another beautiful side of you that's ready to come out give yourself a chance to find out the beauty and who that person is and the best part of it is is that it is you completely 100% the most beautiful you because you matter you are priority you are number one and when you are good with you you will then be good for others and you are going to change the world thank you so much my friends for joining me on this episode of success it is what it is and i'm going to be seeing you very very soon take care everybody bye-bye